passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mic, and this is Drive-By. Mike J. He is Mike S. We are the Mike's on Mike's. This is Drive-By Wrestling. And Mike, unbeknownst to you, been uh, listening to a lot of the Harry Potter books. I'm going to create a magic trick with my magic wand. We're going to go back in time. We're going to record the first part of this podcast right after we watch WrestleMania Night 1 and then Night 2. And then we're going to fast forward. How's that sound? Okay. All right. Got my wand out. Rewind the water. Man, Mike, night one, what do you say? That was fan-fucking-tastic. Dude, I'm telling you, man, I don't know if they'll be able to top night one. Uh, I have been a big uh, opponent of the two-night WrestleMania experience since it started. But let me tell you, Mike, if they can maintain this night one momentum into night two... This could possibly be one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. I second that. I mean, clearly, the main event of Night 2 has got a lot to live up to. But, I mean, there wasn't a I mean, the a story match. they've been telling, the story yeah, the, they've been telling, it's easily <laughs> going to live up to it. I don't see how it could fail. The, the story they've been telling is incredible. But let, let's focus on Night 1. I mean, it, unbelievable. Not one bad match, to be fair. Even the tag team turmoil match, whatever you want to call it, tag team showcase. Fun as hell. Crazy spots. Like, multiple man spots that I don't think I've ever seen before. If I have seen, don't see very often. Like, even that match, which is probably, like, the potential to be the worst match of the night. uh, A banger, right? Like, super fun. Yes. And, and, you know, I I know we're not going to talk about every single match, but... Can we please just take a moment to acknowledge fucking Charlotte Flair and fucking Rhea Ripley? Dude. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Uh, Way to steal the show. Way to steal night one. They did. I know there was a lot of talk, grumblings, the whole idea of Rhea won the Women's Rumble. They should main event. And I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Other than, I will say, their build was what it was. And Kevin and Sammy and the Usos, the bloodline, they had the main event story. Undeniably had the main event story. Yeah, I'll give them that. Um, And I think... That I can understand and agree with putting that as the main event of the show. Also elevated the tag titles. That said, I don't know. I don't know if that's the only reason. I'm not going to say it's definitely not the only reason. We got what we got. But good God. I know. We all know how we feel. Especially you feel here at Drive-By about the Queen Charlotte Flair. But. If there's one person that can talk shit on her after that match, then their opinion immediately is nullified and is meaningless because that was special. Quite possibly the best women's wrestling match I've ever seen. Um, I don't know if I can quantify it as the best women's wrestling match I've ever seen, you know, just because it gets hard to like really put that in terms sometimes. Personally. Um... But this shit was amazing, man. Like, if you're not on board with women's wrestling at this point, because, like, here's the deal. It shit ain't going nowhere, right? Right. And uh, I get the stigma that it might have for wrestling fans our age, because traditionally it hasn't been good. Um, 
not that there haven't been good women's wrestlers out there. It's just that the presentation that WWE has provided for us has not been good. Um, with that, so like it's not going anywhere, and I get that the presentation hasn't always been good. But hey, man, things are uh, changing, huh? They changing that it it's been you know it, like clearly going on for a while. Yeah, and if you're not on board with it at this point, man, I just honestly don't really know what to tell you. Like it's Mm-mm. not gonna go anywhere. None of this nope. is changing. None of it. Nope. Uh, yeah, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair. My match of the night. Um, but, I mean, like I said, everyone showed out Logan Paul, Seth Rollins. Rollins gets hit, gets his win, which is great. We all kind of talked about how it really didn't matter, but we kind of all were pulling for Seth, and Seth got a win. Logan Paul really belongs matter, in a wrestling ring. But it, it kind of mattered. It, 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 it didn't, but it did. And, and Logan Paul, you know, he belongs in a wrestling ring. And, and anyone that is against that also, like, you're not quite getting it. And... I know he's a celebrity, but he respects what he's doing, regardless of what anyone wants to say, and he's good at it. That's the main point. He's fucking good at it. So, you know, if if we're going to have him on our TV, then let's put him in matches with people that he can show what he can do and show what they can do. And so far, everyone has delivered, and I've enjoyed them all. Uh, the The worst part of the night, honestly, and this is not a dig at anyone, it just was kind of like, let's do this to do this, because this is WrestleMania and sports entertainment, was the whole Pat McAfee segment. And I love Pat Mac. I didn't hate this. It just wasn't needed. But if that was the worst thing that I'm going to get on night one, I'm good uh, with it. I'm not complaining at all. Exactly. Exactly. And that brings us to the main event of night one, Mike. It happened. KO, Sami Zayn. Brought an end to the Bloodlines title. Well, the Usos, uh, the tag team champs of the Bloodline, their 600-plus day title reign, which clearly means, I mean, the Bloodline's crumbling. Roman's losing. It's going to be amazing. The story's just incredible. KO and Sammy, undisputed tag team champions. Did you notice the uh, PWG uh, logo on their uh, gear, Mike? No, huh? I didn't. I didn't notice that. Uh, each one had, I, uh, like the like the gorilla logo where, and then mm-hmm. the bottom where it says PWG Owens that said fight, and then Sammy's. I don't know what Sammy said because it was in Arabic, but had something under his instead of the PWG letters. Uh, which was pretty fucking cool. Pointed to myself. <laughs> it wasn't like. I don't want to say it was hidden because it clearly wasn't hidden, but like it was on on KO's shorts, like on the front part of his. I think it would have been his left leg, and then on Sammy, it was on like the other side of his where he had Sammy Zayn. You know, his logo it was on the other other leg, and it was like one of those things where it wasn't quite large enough to, unless they would have been like right on it, you couldn't. You know what I mean? You might have missed it. Um, yeah. It just was one of those things when they came out, it caught my eye. And then I was like actively looking to see what it was. And then, of course, you go to social media and you quickly find out. Um, But yeah, no, awesome, awesome match, awesome segment. Shout out to PWG on WrestleMania. This, what world are we living in, Mike? It's crazy. I cannot wait for night two. I mean, I just don't see after a night one like this how night two could fail. So. One out of ten. That's how we do it here. Or do we do a, A's, B's, and C's? We'll do A's, B's, and C's. Night one. My letter grades an A plus, man. That was fantastic. Uh, I'm giving it an A. I think those are solid grades. Listen, guys, we're gonna be right back with you. We're gonna check in. Drive by WrestleMania night two. Well, Mike. Um, I mean, it was a good night, but that ending, huh? Okay, so let's get over our Harry Potter little fucking fantasy. 
That was fun. <laughs> Let's get into the meat. You're um, ruining my whole shtick for the episode, Mike. Um, no, I get you, man. But like, <laughs> now I got to start talking real. Um, this WrestleMania was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna state that right now. This WrestleMania was fucking fantastic. I had more fun watching this WrestleMania than I think I've had watching a WrestleMania in maybe a decade. Um, with that said, man, you fucked the whole show. Because what's it always come down to? What's Pritchard always say? What the last thing you see is what it, you remember. It only remembers what you sent. The, the only thing that matters is what you send him home with, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. When you have, I've been thinking about like what I was going to say about this all week and I still don't really fucking know. Um, I guess it comes down to this for me. I'm mad at myself for allowing myself to become invested in a WWE storyline. I'm allow I'm angry with myself for not just allowing myself to become invested, but not but like fully investing in this storyline. Um because we should have known when they said nine hundred and forty five days as champion. Yeah, because, but again they're hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me let me finish. Because WWE has proven throughout history that and I shouldn't even say throughout history, but in this millennium, this century, mm-hmm. they have proven that they will sacrifice story at the cost of everything else. And in this and especially will they sacrifice story for the sake of a fucking number. Um, when they said 945 days, we should have known right then, because if there's one thing, one fucking thing that this company loves, it's a big fucking number that they can tout out there. And put a thousand's a big number. And that's a big number. So let's also roll that in. Let's roll into a thousand with the next one, mm-hmm. bro. This is not 1981. No one wants to see a champion for a thousand fucking days. Okay? Flat out. No one. Have I enjoyed Roman and what he's been doing? Shit, yeah, I have, man. Shit, yeah. But at the same time, a thousand fucking days. A thousand fucking days. You've made us sit through this. Like, a thousand fucking He's beat everyone. Everyone, right? There's no more story to tell with the title. Because guess what, guys? Jay Uso is never going to be the fucking WWE champion. Just fucking quit it, okay? <laughs> Let's just fucking stop it. Stop right now. Because I get, I see everybody out there trying, trying to, God bless you, Mike, you're not fucking trying. Thank you so much. Thank you so fucking much because you're not trying. And I was really worried you were going to try and you have not been this week. Um, <laughs> everybody's fucking trying. But here's the deal, man. It like, Jay Uso is never going to be your fucking WWE champion. If you think that they're burning a thousand day fucking title reign on Jay Uso and no disrespect because I love Jey Uso and I think he's done the best work in WWE in the last year. I, I second that. A hundred percent. But if you think that Jey Uso's getting the fucking rub off this title, you're fucking insane. So not only did we have the perfect ending to the perfect story, right? Right. You fucked that up. So, So on top of Look, man, a thousand days is too much. Uh, 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 the story had not had hit had hit its pinnacle. Its pinnacle. The story had peaked, man. This story has fucking peaked. Okay, it's done. 
It's peaked. It's not going to get any better. Triple H with his, there's more story to tell. No, there's not, man. No, there's not. Or there shouldn't be. How about, yes, there is, because we don't have a choice. Yes, there is more story to tell because we don't have a fucking choice in this. But there shouldn't be, man. There shouldn't be. You had the bill. This is Booker T versus Hunter. You're not Uh, supposed to be here. You're mm -hmm. not good enough. Oh, guess Mm -hmm. what? I just proved it. You, in fact, aren't good enough. That fucking shit killed Booker T's momentum, man. The dude was never the same. And I'm not saying Cody won't ever be the same, but fuck, man. No one to end some shit. Just fucking once, man. Could you have just ended a story at an appropriate timeline? Because I'm done with this shit now. I'm done with it. I'm fucking so done with it and over it that I don't even care. Like, literally, all, like, and, and, like, and I'll sit here and say on the show, I'm the indie guy, right? I am mm-hmm. the indie guy. I know it. I fucking, that's great, man. I love that shit. And WWE isn't really for me. But guess what, man? WWE was for me. And I have an indie friend who runs an indie fucking promotion. And do you know what he posted on Facebook three minutes after WrestleMania ended? Literally, this was his quote. Well, that was a fun experiment getting back into WWE for six months. Suppose I'll step away from it for another decade. That's what (laughs) happened, man. You had the indie fans back. That's not just like like you like you didn't just have your WWE fans happy. Right. You brought the people that left back. Yep. Well, and then it evident. just and, and and it was evident as fuck. Listen to this show, man. Over the last six months, bro, I went from hating this shit to being like, it's all we fucking talk about on here now. Pretty much. And then like and in three fucking seconds, three fucking seconds, three hand slaps on a mat. And you fucking ruined all of it. So. And I'll be real. I don't give a fuck what happens with Brock Lesnar after this and him. I do not care. Don't care. Don't care because I was invested in Cody Rhodes becoming champion and seeing this historic title reign come to an end in the fall of the bloodline. So let me. me And it doesn't matter to me that any of that stuff happens now. I don't care. The bloodline could fall tomorrow night on SmackDown. I don't care. Cody could win the title next Monday in a surprise match, and I don't care because I was invested in the story you were telling. And then at the very end, you were like, hey, by the way, this isn't the fucking story. And again, I just want to say this one more time. Jay Uso's not winning the fucking title, guys. <laughs> so let me kind of take my, my take on it, and this is part of the reason I wanted you know, approach this the way we did at the beginning of the show. We're going to pretend when I'm saying what I'm saying right now that Monday still hasn't happened, okay? Oh, oh, man. So we had a whole game. I'm sorry. I couldn't full flow with it that long, man. No, uh, it's fine. It's totally fine because here's the thing. So, like, I didn't have quite as strong a reaction as you did, but I was confused. Uh, I don't want to say upset. Yeah, maybe a little upset. Definitely confused. A little upset. But I'm more willing than most to be like okay let it play out let's see what's what's going on right but like in my mind like this was the story i just don't and we've talked we talked about it on here i don't know how you make it better right like because this is the story like if you're going to extend it you have to make it better i don't know how you make it better uh that said like i feel like you might have just blew it Okay, you might have just blew the good. That's the thing, man. That and that's the other thing, right? You can you can still tell the story, right? Like Cody's probably gonna beat him at SummerSlam, right? Like, cause like, let's be real, Brock. Brock I don't know anymore, dude. I don't know anymore, but like, let's be real. Brock is just okay. So I'm gonna go ahead and throw this one out there. Prediction, right? And, and and it's like I don't know anymore. But let's remember just, we got a Saudi show coming up too. I think that's Brock Cody. But okay, so let's let's say that at some point this summer, Cody Rhodes is is winning this title, right? Let's just go with this narrative, okay? Let's mm-hmm. just hypothetically, what Brock is 
because if you're a wrestling fan and you look at this, it seems pretty obvious, right? They want to extend the Cody Roman thing. They want to extend the bloodline thing, but. And they want to give Cody some more adversity. I get right? it. And the, and the way to do that is to Vince loves a fucking baby face under duress, man. Fighting Vince from underneath. loves a sympathetic baby face, right? So mm-hmm. we've made him an even more sympathetic baby face. That's cool, man. That's cool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. Um, and I'm not even saying it's cool, but like, okay. So let's just say, because we can only go with what we know. It, the story looks like they're using Brock versus Cody to get Cody over a little bit more and extend the storyline between Cody and Roman out for another few months, right? Um, so you're still going to follow the same storyline that would have been, but it's not like it's not going to be better than what you had, right? I, I don't think so. I don't think so because you, you again, like I said earlier, May you were at the the pinnacle of this story. Like stories, a lot of times write themselves, and a lot of times, and like a good example of that is Sami Zayn this year. That story just kind of started to write itself at a certain point, and at a certain point, this Roman Cody thing started to write itself. And when a story writes itself, it generally has its own conclusion as well. Right. And, and like they just didn't follow the conclusion. It's this is typical TV, man. Let's take the show Prison Break, right? Prison Break was supposed to be one season of TV. We literally. Yeah, we literally had this conversation last week. Yeah. Let's take the Prison Break thing again. Mm-hmm. As one season of TV, it was fucking brilliant, man. That story told itself. That story had an obvious like endpoint to it, man. Hey, this is the story we're telling. Boom, it's done. And then season two came out, and it was like, what the fuck? What the what the fuck? But the story was supposed to end, and everything after, like, yeah, it's more Prison Break, but it ain't as good as that first season. The show lost. Lost was supposed to be fucking three seasons, y'all. Yep. Lost ended up being six seasons. <laughs> Didn't end good. And I love the show Lost. I was very invested in Lost. Didn't end good. It didn't. Prison Break didn't end good. Um Great. The Hobbit trilogy. That's a that's a two hundred page book that's pretty fucking good. If you've ever seen the cartoon, it's an hour and a half cartoon movie, and it's pretty fucking good, right? Right. They made three movies out of this book. Three movies. Ain't none of them really that good, right? Mm-hmm. Stories have endings that are clear and definitive and are obvious. And when you try to pack too much bullshit into it for the sometimes sake of you just want to get the ending. Yeah. Sometimes, I, man, you just need to fucking end it because you ruin I'll, it if you don't. And I'll say this. I'm I'm like I'm I'm ninety-eight percent confident that they've ruined this. I I'll say this. I'm a huge, huge Stephen King fan, right? And there are people who uh you know don't vibe with the way he writes. He's a very descriptive, he likes to cram a lot of description and information i like that shit but every now and then i'll read one of his books and i'll be like like i know where this is going or maybe i don't even know where it's going but i got an idea where it's going and i just want to get there and i'm like can we speed it up right yeah it happens sometimes okay and i I feel like that's where this is now i'll also pretend this is before monday and i'll say as you said, I'm I'm not trying to defend, and I haven't been trying to defend. But here's the thing: No, you haven't. I am willing. Proud of you. I, but I am willing. I'm willing to be like, okay, you know what? I don't agree with it, but prove me wrong, right? Like I'm willing to be proved wrong. I'm willing to be like, okay, like they did it, right? Because that's clearly I want that to happen, right? Like I yeah. want to be proved wrong. I don't think I'm gonna be, no. but I want to be proved wrong. But at the same time, did we just witness 
the worst possible ending to one of the best possible stories. I think we did. Yes. Now, now as you said, well, Cody, be, Cody's going to be a champ at some point in time. Like, and the people that are literally like Cody's on the phone with Tony Khan, like, stop it. Like, the dude, he's fine. Okay. He's getting everything he wanted. It's just, it's, it's coming in a different way than we all thought. Whatever. That said, I want to take a break and I want to come back and pick up exactly, you know, where we're going to pick up from. Hang tight. We'll be right back. This show has more leg slaps than WWE and AEW combined. Wait, why? Because it's funny. Leg slaps? Jesus, Triple H Christ! You you guys really wanted me to read this garbage? Oh, get oh oh, yikers! I'm recording. <laughs> This is drive-by. Mike, that was one of the worst Raw after WrestleManias I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Um, I'm not even... Jesus, man, it's like, send us home fucking disappointing and then, like, give us one of the shittiest Raws after Mania ever. I'm not even, I'm not pissed off at the Brock Cody thing. I know we touched on it a little bit and we'll just briefly do it again. No, man, like, not at all. Not at all. Because here's, here's where my head's at with it. You already fucked up the story I cared about, man. You know what I mean? Right. So like, it doesn't really fucking matter to me what happens next. And, <laughs> um, fuck, I think Brock and Cody's going to have a hell of a match. I think they'll. And I'll also say this, look, if, if it was a, Hey, we got to make Cody like seem down and beat the baby face down and let him have his, you know, fight from underneath. There's probably no one better to have be that mountain than Brock Lesnar. So, okay. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm intrigued, but I'm interested. I'll, I'll pay attention, but God damn it. The fucking Listen, okay, so obviously, lived under a rock, WWE sold to Endeavor, or is in the process of selling to Endeavor, the owners of UFC, it's going to be one big fight company under the umbrella of Endeavor, no, they're not going to change the name, idiots, like, it's going to be like how Disney owns fucking Marvel and Star Wars, get over yourself. Yeah, because they definitely changed the name of UFC, you fucking Yeah, right, but but here's the deal, okay, I'll be honest, they're going to sell. I'm I'm glad just for optics and for the comfort of the people that work for the company that they did not sell to a Saudi company. So I'm glad for that. If this was a way to for Vince to weasel himself back in, I'm fucking livid. Uh, the rumor and pretty much confirmed story by multiple is that Vince came in Monday, had Triple H. Triple H had a meeting with the talent saying, look, the sales fine, you know, the sales going through, nothing changes for you guys. Nothing changes for me. Let's keep doing what we're doing. And then goes out and does this promo in the ring that he was told to go do while Vince is in the back making fucking changes to the show. I can't fucking stand this man at this point. Look, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. We wouldn't have WWE without Vince McMahon. I think we can all agree to that. Okay. I'm grateful for that. But at some point in time, you have to realize you're too fucking old and out of touch to do this shit anymore. Okay? I never realized how bad WWE product was until Triple H took over. And I saw the minuscule changes he made that made it fucking better. Right, Mike? Like, the little things that Vince didn't do that Triple H did. And the fact that a show was planned and tore up and changed last minute even to the point where there's theories that things were changed while stars were in the ring during a commercial break like please dear god 
let it be because this man was just in town for WrestleMania. Like, I'm holding my breath to, to we're recording this a day early, Mike, pull the curtain back. I'm holding my breath to Friday night and hoping to God that Saturday, that SmackDown's good and the Saturday the reports are, Vince was nowhere near SmackDown Friday because he's fucking busy. And I'm hoping that Monday was just Vince being like, wow, we fucked Cody on Sunday and we still have a ton of positivity from the weekend. Well, I'm going to do my shit now because fuck you, right? Because that is possibly an outcome. That is possibly why it happened. Because Triple H got fucking positivity out the ass, even with Cody losing. And Vince was not going to have that and not let his, you know, let his show shine, right? He's going to come try to try to fucking throw some mud on it, even if it was intentional and even if it was only for one night, which I pray to God it was, because I'm telling you right now, if Vince is back in full creative control, I don't know if I can handle it. Uh, If he's back, look, man, like, I'm going to be real. After that shit last night, I'm already, like, kind of done again, you know? Not last night, but, like, Sunday. Like, I'm already... I'm already... I'm already kind of done. Um, mostly because, like, you just got me back, and then it's this. And, yeah. You know? Um, but here's the deal. Uh, I still, even when I don't watch WWE, support the fuck out of this company, right? Right. I still buy merch. I buy the game, man. Like, there might not be people... Like, you know, I'm still out there buying fucking shit. I'm still giving them money. Um, Vince is back, man. They get not a dollar from me. Not a dollar from me. Um, for two reasons. This, the the more minor one, uh, Vince is icky. Um, that's the more minor one to me, which might offend someone. That that that's minor to me, but like you're listening to this on a phone that was made by children in a sweatshop. So right, you know, like right. I'm a firm believer of like that there is you know no ethical consumption in the world anymore, really at this point, right? So um, I'm not gonna be one to be like. I won't watch his movies because, you know, like, no, man, I just listened to fucking Earth Song by Michael Jackson yesterday driving to work. And I firmly believe that dude fucked kids. Um, Firmly believe that had sex with children. So and I say fucked kids because it sounds worse than molester. It actually is actually it's it's I have to explain it sometimes because people always be like, why don't you just say molested children? Because, man. We're cleaning up what this motherfucker did when you say molested. That dude mm-hmm. fucked kids, okay? He fucked kids. When you say it like that, it puts it in terms that make it sound so much fucking worse because it is worse. Anyway, off that rant real quick. So I'm not like one of these people that's like, you know, the icky guy's back and you're not getting my money anymore. Um, but it does go hand in hand with the fact that uh, I'm sorry. You just are saying, fuck you guys, to all us fans. Fuck you guys. That's all you're saying right now is fuck you guys. I don't give a fuck. Like, because this dude doesn't give a fuck, man. Let's be real. This man writes a fucking TV show for himself. And it's a bad fucking TV show, right? It's mm-hmm. a not a good TV show. Um, And that, to me, is like the more egregious thing. Because there's terrible people out there. Guess what? Every form of entertainment that you have in your life, a terrible person has a hand in its creation. That (laughs) is the reality of that. Every fucking form of entertainment in your life, a terrible person has a hand in. Like, I have a friend that is not watching the new Night Court TV series because he refuses to pay for Peacock because they did an interview with Casey Anthony. They did that Casey (laughs) Anthony thing. And it's like, motherfucker, like, really? This is the hill you're choosing to die on? This? Like, really? Okay, man. Like, by the way, I watched the new Night Court show. It was brilliant, bro. You should just give them $9 for one month. (laughs) Like, I promise you, you'll be like, 
very happy if you just give them nine dollars for one month, man. Like I swear to God, you will think it's cool as fuck. Um, so like you know, I, I I guess I get it to a certain extent. Um, but like the problem for me is you just don't care about us as fans, right? I mean, that's right. what it feels like. like that's and the especially, Right, like, like, as a fan, as a fan, you just, like, you don't give a fuck if we enjoy this or not. And that's really weird to me because, like, you should really care about if we enjoy this or not, you know? Like, you should really fucking care about if we enjoy this. Because that's, like, the only point, right, is to make it for people to enjoy so you can make more money off of it. And I, it's mind-blowing to me. I, it's like the Cleveland Browns are my football team. And at a certain point, they went like almost two years without winning a game. I told everybody that I know, do not buy me Cleveland Brown shit <laughs> for Christmas or my birthday. I will not – no, I don't want to go to any games with you. I don't want to know because I'm not going to give a team that so clearly isn't even trying. Like, that team just wasn't even trying. Management and everything. And I'm not going to give someone that's not trying. And the whole purpose, again, is for my entertainment, and you're not even trying, and you expect me to just keep giving you money. Like, do you know that the Cleveland Browns, while being the worst football team, in the league were top five in ticket sales and top five in merchandise sold. Sounds like the Pittsburgh Pirates, my friend. And it's like you're not even fucking trying, and you expect yep. me to keep giving you all this money. And that's kind of where I'm at with WWE. Like, you're not even fucking trying, man. And it seems like not only are you not trying, but this crazy man that is in charge, it's almost like everything he's doing is just to purposely make us angry. Well, that's what the bitch of it is because they were trying and it was working. Yeah. Like ticket sales were up. Like almost every Raw and SmackDown was either a sellout or super close to being a sellout. Like when was the last time we talked about that? Yeah. Like, it's been a while. And, you know, the ratings for Raw and USA were up. Uh, ratings for SmackDown were up, like everything was up. And even though I still am convinced, like the TV ratings model is essentially junk. I also, I also agree, but it is an indicator of something. It's an indicator. Like if you have a broken scale that weighs you 10 pounds off, if you kind of understand that it still works. Yes. And that's what I think for TV ratings today. Like they're not the same as they were in the nineties during the Monday night war, but they work for what they are today. And they were, you know, showing indications of a larger audience one way or another. And here's the thing. Triple H was giving people what they want. Uh, was he 100% successful batting a thousand? No, but nobody can do that, right? But I think we here at this show could certainly say he was like in the 700s, right? Uh, Easily. <laughs> and I mean... That's look, huge, look, because to be fair look, with most fans... He was infinitely better than the man he replaced. Well, that's what I was going to say. With most most fans, on a broad base of fandom, like, Vince was under 500, okay? Uh, I was watching, before Triple H took over, I was watching what I wanted to watch and skipping the shows so that we could talk about it. Like, skipping the other shit. Like, let's talk about Roman, let's talk about you know, whatever we were talking about at the time. <clears throat> I don't want to go back to that. I will oh. if I have to, because I'm not going to make myself suffer. But I just, it's inconceivable. The other thing that's inconceivable to me. Inconceivable. Is, is the fact that the new owners could see this and not do something about it. Now, granted, if they don't lose anything out of it, then they won't, and, and whatever. But, like, and, and I don't know how, like, like me and you saying, hey, don't watch such and such. First of all, I'm going to tell you what to do. Like, you want to watch it, watch it. Like, I'm going to check it out, too. You know what I mean? 
Uh, now, my watching habits may change depending on what's presented to me and what we do or don't hear. But, but the bottom line is they have to see how upset people are. And you would think that they would immediately be like, well, we just had we just watched a overwhelmingly positive response followed by an overwhelmingly ne- negative response. What is not the same in these two, you know, outcomes? Oh, this, then that's not what we want, right? Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. have the power to do it. They could totally do it. So um, I, I'm hoping against hope for that, and I'm hoping against hope that maybe, just maybe, it was a, I'm going to swing my dick around one more time because someone did something positive and fuck that, and I'm also here. I, I'm really hoping with whatever this position he is in with this new conjoined company, that he just doesn't have fucking time. Now, I love the fact that as of this recording, Mike, let me see if I can find it. I might have just missed it. Uh, But basically, there's a quote-unquote report slash dirt sheet, like whatever, going around that Dave Meltzer has said, Vince is in charge. He'll be there Friday. That's the headline. And then, of course, when you read it, it's Dave saying, well, I think this is definitely in charge again. And even if he's not there, he'll be there virtually. It is what it is. Triple H is going to get demoted. This is Dave. Just that's what he thinks. Okay, guys. So, again, it's a wait and see. By the time you hear this podcast, you'll probably have a lot better idea of not knowing exactly what is up. Because I'm telling you this. If the dude's there Friday, he's going to be there Monday. Right. Factual. So let's that's, see how SmackDown goes. Okay, I'm giving the, it. I'm giving it Friday. I'm giving it to see. But I swear to God, this old man, and I don't wish wish like death or harm on anyone. But good God, get out of my pro wrestling. Okay. She's like for real, man. Get the fuck out of my pro wrestling. And I and, and like, look, man, I'm not gonna sit here and say I don't like. Like, Vince McMahon did great shit for my childhood, okay? Um, great shit for my childhood. And, 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 I, and I really, truly do appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. really fucking really, truly do appreciate that this man did good shit for my childhood. Right. Um, but, like, my God, man. Like, <laughs> like. My God, dude, you're so fucking terrible with this. Like, you're so bad at this now. It needs to stop. It has to stop. I feel the same way about him that I do almost about, like, Jim Ross. Hey, man, I love you, Jim Ross. You did great shit for my childhood, bro, but you are awful at your job now. <sighs> That's it, man. And, That's it. And, not only, and the difference is with Jim Ross, like, like, he's not actively doing things just to be like fuck you it's almost like vince does things just to be like fuck you to the fans like you could if did did you watch all the raw (laughs) do i have to admit to it (laughs) i watched all of it i watched every minute i watched every minute of it looking back on it after you found out that vince took over mid-show could you, you could not tell. almost pinpoint the exact moment it happened? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like the show got noticeably bad. Yes. Yes. And you could tell the shit that was thrown together. Yes. You, you, it was almost it, almost showing up for a fucking match. Almost. Almost right. on the Raw after Maine. As soon as he walked out, I look back on that shit and I was like, fuck yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that was Vince. Yeah, that was Vince. He wasn't even supposed to wrestle, dude. No, no, I know. I saw that. So like, I, like that's look, pure Vinnie Mac right there. Yep. Yep. And here's the thing. I, I was almost dreading recording this show because it put me in such a foul mood, Mike. Like, I'm glad that we got to talk our feelings out, but I was just like. Dramatically, like over dramatically, like I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. I'm not, but that's not me. I'm going to give everything a chance. It's just how I am. But like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm going to wait till Friday and see what's up. 
I do want to say this real quick before we wrap up, Mike. AEW announced last night, uh, first of all, Jay White. So uh, Jay you, White, Vince. baby. So fuck on the you, upside of things, Jay White debuted <laughs> on AEW. See, this is the other thing about Vince and this whole thing that really kills me, right? Is you had all the momentum in mm-hmm. All yep. of it. Every fucking bit of it, my guy. And it in 24 cool. hours, he sucked it away. Straight up. You had all the momentum. All of it. AEW, man. Like, this, you were set up to just flat out with this. Okay, so at the end of night one, and this WrestleMania in general, right? Uh, yeah, I'll even say night two. Fuck it. It's just a story. They still had momentum. <laughs> yeah, so, so let's say at the end of night one, right? You were poised to, like, literally remind AEW who the fuck created this thing, right? Yep. Like, literally, like, you were about to remind the fucking world, and not just the world, but that man in Florida with the fucking white powder on his fucking nose. Oh, yeah. You were about to fucking show that dude, hey, man, this was like the dream team. You remember that interview that Michael Jordan gave where he was like, we're here to remind the world that this is where this started, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like you had that moment, right? And then just flubbed it. And then just flubbed it. Flubbed it to the point that like AEW came out. We're like, ha, ha, ha. Like flubbed it so bad that like Jay White showed up Wednesday and everyone was like, well, yeah, of course. Why the fuck would he go to WWE? Yep. All right. Uh, two. Second point. AEW announced, uh, and I don't have the dates, but show in UK is going to be all in, correct? Yes. Um. So there's well, that. Tony owns all that. Right, because he bought Ring of Honor. A Ring of Honor, man. So it's not a fucking thing anymore, you know. So all in Wembley Stadium. I'll, first, I want to say props, congrats. That's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, second, I want to say, is this too bold of a move, Mike? Like, what do they have to sell in that stadium to consider it a smart move? Dude, this was bold as fuck, man. Uh... I'll be real. I don't know what the market is over there for them. I know a lot of people can't even watch it over there. I'm sure that they did market research to find out. But my, like, the concern is, like, they, their ticket, then this is what you were talking about, the momentum. WWE had all the momentum. AEW's ticket sales had not, like, they haven't, they hadn't died, but they had declined to what they were when they first came out, right? They kind of leveled off, I'll say. They weren't selling out every week. They weren't selling out pay-per-views. Their pay-per-view buys have dropped. Like, and they've never done what more than fifteen thousand? No, I don't think so. And we're in a ninety or an eighty thousand seat stadium. What was that? Is that what WWE had in there for SummerSlam eighty thousand years and years and years ago? Uh, I believe so. So if they don't like, it's gonna be compared, is what I'm saying. So what? the number and was this smart like i'm not saying a uk show i'm saying doing it in wembley because when they did clash at the castle just this past summer that was close to a sell but it wasn't a complete sellout and it was under eighty thousand. yeah so is it like I'm, i mean what i'm trying to say is like was this a I mean, it's a bold move. Was it a smart move? I guess we'll kind of have to wait and see. Do you Look, think they can? Uh, it's going to take, you're going to have to make this uh, basically fucking forbidden door, right? Oh, 100%. You're going to have to bring in, you know, the Sasha Banks, the uh, Will Ospreys, right? You're going to have to tap that New Japan Dude, No, you're going to have Okada, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. It's going to take Okada, okay? You're going to have to bring in Okada, Tanahashi, 
Fucking Gold- Naito's going to have Goldberg. to show up. Goldberg? Goldberg is a possibility, man. Um, It's going to take some shit. Like, this isn't going to be a fucking... I don't know, man. This is just a... This Let is me gonna say this. Some... Ha, this just popped in my head. With this announcement, does Vince say, hey, Goldberg? <laughs> Does he immediately make a phone call? He might. <laughs> the fun games we play. Mike, I, I don't know. Time's going to tell. We're going to see. Um, on the WWE side, we're going to see what Vince is really going to do in this new company, in this new endeavor. Huh, see what I did there. And... On the side of the UK show at Wembley for in uh, for AEW, hey, props to you. Good luck. Let's see what you're made of. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm interested. I think it's awesome. I also think it was a, a that size, bold and scary. But good luck. Uh, anything else you want to say to these fine fine people? Um, Easter's this weekend. It is. Um, here's an interesting thing. The Muslim uh, holiday Ramadan happens at the same time as Easter. Okay. Um, I just thought that was interesting, right? Just two major holidays for two religions happening at the same time. And that got me thinking, like, hey, man, like almost all major religions kind of have some overlapping with their holiday times. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh we're all not really that different, guys. Just something to think about. Yeah, it's very true. Very true. Well, you know, try to end it on a positive note, guys. I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. You guys are beautiful. We love you so much. Uh, have a great rest of your week. New episodes of Drive-By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod. And follow us on Twitter at drivebypod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time, bye.